When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Yes, sir. Duke's still on his water. Hey, 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 hey. AK-47. This is <laughs> nice, neat. <laughs> yeah. You can join in the energy. It's well, okay. I'm like, you guys are so funny. Ain't no, ain't no wrong with joining the energy. <laughs> I'm like, are y'all recording? Oh, we part of it. Oh, we part of it. Okay, okay. Keep a level head. Be to give me that. I'm fucking Mike's dead. Yo, what's the deal, y'all? Hope all is well. Welcome back to another episode. I'm Duke. I'm Omar. I'm Jalan. And I'm Felicia. Hello. And this is another episode of the number one podcast in all of Los Angeles. Nice and neat. <laughs> As you can see, for three consecutive weeks, fellas, three consecutive <laughs> weeks, we got a guest. Man. Yes, uh, we got feminine energy. Come on now. We got a health and wellness coach on the set with us today. We talking about something very specific, though. Some very specific. We're not just talking about, you know, just specific relationships. We're talking to a mother of two, mm-hmm. which actually has her own merch line. Let, let's see that sweater right quick. Somebody's Somebody mama. Somebody mama, <laughs> right? We're going to be talking about co-parenting, how to communicate through that, but also still maintaining who you are as a woman mm-hmm. and how to make sure you could continue to uplift yourself. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the nice and neat couch, Felicia. Thank you. Thank you for joining us, Miss Felicia Latour. Thank you for having me. Tell I'm us so a little excited. bit about yourself. Bye, Felicia. I knew somebody was gonna I can't help you. I can't help you. I can't help you. Somebody. Okay, hi, Felicia. Hi, Felicia. So I am Felicia Latour. I'm a mother of two. Um, I have a brand called Mindful Fee where I inspire women and mamas around the world to believe in themselves to not forget about themselves Mm. and the importance of just remembering who you are because I feel like we live in a world that sometimes tells women that they are not as powerful as they really are. So my space in the world is to just pour into them and remind them like, you got this, you are that girl, you know? Um, Yeah. Man, I wish we had (laughs) the pour sound so we could just fill them on up. (laughs) You can do that in post, can't you? We can do it in post. B-roll, you got us? We're doing a post. (laughs) We get a point. So where are you from originally? I'm originally from Northern California. A lot of people think I'm from LA, but I'm not. Damn, I thought you was Wait, from Wait, what's up? So Everybody what? thinks this. Yeah, so I grew up in Stockton. Anybody okay. know where Stockton is? I know where Stockton, Stockton is at. Yeah, yeah. 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 a lot of church councils yeah. and stuff. Stockton, Stockton yeah. is a little yeah. tiny, little tiny town that's like an hour outside of the Bay Area. I moved to LA when I was 17. Um, three weeks after I graduated high school, I just packed in my stuff and I was like, I don't know what I'm about to do in LA, but I'm going to do something. Cause there's not much opportunity in Northern California besides like the typical things of, you know, go to school and be a doctor or a nurse. And I've always known that I just had a purpose that was bigger than that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, hence what I do now. So, and I feel like at that time, uh, nobody was doing the things that I was interested in. And I knew that Los Angeles had opportunities to offer so i just moved my little self out here and got a little job and figured it out okay mm-hmm. so you got a you got a community of people right yeah and do you, does the community have a name yeah it's called mindful feet mindful feet mm-hmm. and what are some of the things that you guys talk about what do you guys focus on yeah oh motherhood is probably like the biggest thing that okay. we focus mm-hmm. on motherhood um 
So when I started Mindful Fee, I was just on Instagram expressing how I felt as a mom. Um, I had my daughter when I was 22, and I was one of the younger people that were that was having children at like this age within my friends group. Mm -hmm. And I felt very alone. I would go to some of these influencer events and there were a lot of mothers that were Caucasian, older. And I'm like, I just don't, Mm -hmm. I'm like, we can't relate, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I also went through really bad postpartum depression after I had my daughter, which is when you have a chemical imbalance because when you have a baby, you know, they deplete you of everything. And Also, you look in the mirror after you have a kid and you're like, I don't even know who I am. Like, I don't look the same. I feel like I can't really do the same things. I can't move how I moved before. Your friends start treating you differently out of respect because they're like, oh, you're busy with the kid, you know? So you don't get invited to certain things. Absolutely. You feel super left out. And especially because I didn't have a community of of moms that were my age that looked like me, I just felt super left out. Everybody's 22. Yeah, well, I'm 20. Yeah, everybody's 22, Mm -hmm. but the the moms at that time, and not saying the world didn't have moms that were my age, Mm -hmm. but the spaces that I were in, I was like, no. No. So I was on Instagram, and I I really felt like it was just God working through me. And I was just talking about, like, I'm depressed. I'm supposed to be happy. I just had this baby. I have this beautiful life, but I'm not happy. Mm -hmm. Like, what does this mean? So that's when I started to really dig into um, working with a holistic doctor. And she taught me, the like, just really the importance of taking care of yourself and serotonin and dopamine and, you know, exercising and doing these things and how within the black community we're not necessarily taught um, any of these things. It's really like, all right, here you go. And, you know, other there's other resources within other races that know, like, there's there's a fourth trimester once you have a baby, hmm. which is that depression time, you know? Talk to us about that, fourth yeah. trimester. So the fourth trimester, I feel like people don't talk about enough. If you have a holistic doctor or a doula, they educate you on it a lot more. I feel like there's Do- more. Doula is the house doctor? It helps yeah. deliver the baby, right? Yeah, when you do it at home, whether it's like in the water at home mm-hmm. or, you know, you just on a flow, just thugging it out, whatever. So, um the the so once you have a baby everything is open you know when you deliver the baby you then deliver the placenta and the placenta has all the nutrients all the vitamins inside of there so when you deliver that placenta essentially a lot of like your nutrients are now gone it's gone yeah so then you know like in the fourth trimester is when like you start losing your edges. You start feeling mm-hmm. like you're tripping. You know, you know, can you lose edges? Mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> <Not> <laughs> <he's> <laughs> like uh-uh. <laughs> um, yeah. there's a lot of hair loss. There's a lot of like your womb is still open. So I had diastasis recti and diastasis. What is that? I'm about to tell you right now. I had to get surgery deadly. for it. <laughs> yeah, I had to get surgery for it. So diastasis recti is when when you're pregnant your body starts to create these hormones that soften up your bones so that, you know, oh, when it's wow. time to deliver, your body opens Can up. Push, yeah. mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Expand a little bit. Because yeah. if it, if I was to have a baby right now, it's like I'm, my bones are too stiff. So you you release this chemical, softens up your soften up the bones. So while you're doing that, everything in your body is softening up, you know. And so diastasis recti is when you have your abdominal walls, but the baby, the way that you carry it is, is pushing through. So now it's like you have no core. So after you have the baby, you're also kind of like, Ugh. Oh. yeah. So I had like bad back, back problems. Sometimes it still looks like you're pregnant after you already had yeah. the baby for longer, you know, longer period of times. And a lot of women are very hard on themselves after that because they don't realize that it takes time to get back in the flow. You How know? long do you have to deal with diactus recti? So what? I had to have surgery. So I waited until I had my son, who's now three. Um, when he was two, I was like, I can't do this no more. Wait, this- so for two years you were walking around unstable, feeling like wobbly, yeah, not having yeah. strength in your core? Yeah, wow. yeah. So when I was strengthening, I was able to strengthen like, you know, the, so like, let's say this is like your abs, the center part, you That's can it. put your fingers through it. It's like, a, yeah, it's like a gap. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys have to Google diastasis recti, and you're going to be like, what the hell? So also in fourth trimester, it's important that you, like, wrap your body. Like, there's ways to make it go back, but there's at the time, there wasn't a lot of information. We didn't know. You just had the baby, and you move And this on. is typically something that you're learning from a holistic doctor or a doula, is what you're saying. Yeah, so you can now, you, you know, there's more access. But mm-hmm. before, it was like those were the people that are talking about it because Western medicine, they're not really teaching you. It's just like... I remember I had my child and they're like, here you go. I'm like, but she keeps crying. What do I do? They're like, this is your baby now. I was so confused. Like, thank God I have a great support system. But it's like you literally have the baby and it's in your stomach. And then a couple hours later, it's outside of your body. And it's yours. It's yours. Oh, wow. Yeah. You got to yeah do the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. <laughs> so, you had two two children, mm-hmm. right? And when you had, so, are they both from the same dad? Yeah. Okay. So, so he was present. Throughout, yeah. Throughout their um, growth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, at this point in time, right now, would you consider yourself a single mom? No, I call myself a co-parenting mom. I grew then or now. Period. 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 Yeah. Okay. Single mom is what is what I grew up in with my mom and define what, that for okay. us. Yeah. Wait, we yeah. Hear. I think this is. I'm yeah. so happy that you asked this question yeah. because a lot of times I remember I felt very uncomfortable um, with people being like, "You're a single mom," and I'm like, "But I'm not a single mom. I'm a co-parenting mom. Mm-hmm. Somebody shares this responsibility with me, and somebody is extremely active, you know, in my children's life. Mm-hmm. Like I, I knew what I was doing when I chose him, you know." Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. my mom, you know, she raised three children by herself. Like there was no support. It no was us present. taking care. Yeah, it was us taking care of one another. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so there's there's a difference between those two things. Single mom is 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 a mother who's raising children with no yeah support. male figure. You want your no own. support. Yeah. Not, just, well, just, not just because you're not in a relationship. That's how I feel. Yes. Well, no, no, no. So if you're in a relationship and you have, you know, support, I feel like you're not a single mom. Yeah, you're not a single mom. Like I'm in a relationship. But if I was, if I feel like if he wasn't there, then it's like, okay, I'm a single mom. But okay. even though I am a single, not in a relationship, yes. okay. you get what I'm saying? Yes. So now yeah. we gotta unpack some things because yeah. I never thought about. I think when you guys asked it, but so if you're, if you got, you got kids, mm-hmm. and you're in a relationship. With someone who is not the father, mm-hmm. you're not a single mom. No, I feel like you can still be a single mom. Like, I feel like you're a single like, mom though. In that, in yeah, that because those like, are not, not his kids. Right. I still feel like you're a single mom in that situation. Yeah, he's not supporting. like he's not necessarily. Yeah, he's, just, he's there he's, to, he's to he's support your, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, like yeah. those are not like his essentially kids. those aren't his kids. Correct. Yeah, right. But also, are you a single mom even if you have you said father figure? Yeah. Right? Let's say you got an uncle in, in his life or the kid's life, but you don't have. You know, you're not with somebody, but there's an uncle, there's a grandfather, there's people that you ha- go, could go to for support. Are you then still a single mom? I feel like that means that I'm a single mom and I have an amazing support system. Okay. That's what I feel I like, too. So you too. know? Yeah. I feel yeah. Like that too. So, yeah. Now, to expand on that question, now, you are single, mm-hmm. but the father of your children is fully supportive. Mm-hmm. You guys are splitting time with the children. Mm-hmm. You guys uh, have a great co-parenting relationship as far as like, even if you're like, hey, yo, I'm going out of town this weekend. I know I'm going to be gone on the days I'm supposed to have them. Can you take care of them? And they're like, yeah, no problem. It's all good. Just because you're not in a relationship, do you still consider yourself a single mom then? Yeah. You do? Well, not, not sorry, a co-parenting mom. Not I, a single I, mom. Not though. a single mom. No, no, no. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like the term single mom gets thrown around simply based off of just what the woman's status, relationship yeah. status is. Yeah, yeah. So I want you to unpack that. I I just I feel like a single mom can be you are a singular person taking care of your children, but you can be a single mom and I'm in a relationship with a new person, but I still feel like you are a single individual mother. But then co-parenting is me and this person are, first of all, I think that even if you're married, I think you should still operate in a space of co-parenting because it's not just one individual person's job. Mm -hmm. I noticed the importance of that after we separated because a lot of it falls on the mom and it's like, but wait, like we both had this this child, these children. 
Um, so yeah, so I feel like co-parenting is we are both separated and we co-parent these children. It's it's a us thing. But isn't it is that something that a lot of women who have children uh, feel strongly about, like distinguishing the importance why why someone should call me a single mom? Because look what you just said, right? You said a lot of the onus falls on the woman, mm-hmm. right? So even if we're together and if I'm, if I'm in a relationship, a lot of the onus still falls on a woman. Yeah. So maybe it's that feeling that a woman can say, well, I'm a single mom because it doesn't even matter who helps me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is still my job, yeah. right? Does it, yeah, is, there, is there some like validity there? I mean, yeah, I feel it's like cool. it depends you're not on gonna, who you're, you're asking. Not gonna I'm like, I feel like it depends on who you're asking, you know, mm. but I've, I've, I've thought very deeply about this because I remember somebody saying like, oh, you're a single mom. And I would say it a couple of times and I was like, I'm not though. I was like, this doesn't, this doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. I remember a big platform posted something about like national single mom day. And he hit me up and he was just like, that's crazy. I was about to say that. Yeah. He was like, yo, like they posted something and I'm not really feeling it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, I feel you. I was like, because first of all, I didn't ask them to do that, but they just looked on the outside like, oh, Felicia, it's Felicia and the babies. But even when we were together, I was never really posting him like that, you know? So they made it up in their own mind and that rubbed him the wrong way. And I'm like, I feel you. It's disrespectful to man. I think so too. I'm like, especially somebody that is so active, you know, when my children are, you can't tell them nothing about their daddy. So it's like- yeah, I got a I got a question. I kind of want to take a step back because um, I know you mentioned you were working with a holistic doctor. You were really battling depression. Yeah. You know, I want to know, like, because I'm pretty sure a lot of women go through this experience. Yes. You know? So I want to talk about how you were able to get yourself out of depression, create this mindful fee brand and then be able to now help other women. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's yeah. that's huge. Like you were in a slump, transitioned out of the slump. And now you're helping people get out the same slump that you were once in. Yeah. It was, it was very difficult. Y'all, I thought I was going crazy. I, I literally, and I felt so, I judged myself a lot in that space because I felt like um, I was just losing my mind. I felt like I, I, I was losing my mind, but I felt like I was losing the older version of myself. And that transition was very difficult because I had to get to know not who is, you know, the fee before I had children, but who is the fee now that has a child that's a mother? And um, the children's grandmother, which me and his, uh, the children's father, I'm really close with his mom. I call her mom too. And she was the one that was like, I've been here before and I I can see what you're going through. I wanted to kill myself. I tried to kill myself, didn't wow. work. It was just so, it was just a damn, it was crazy. And... When I took, I did like a saliva test with the holistic doctor and she was like, you are producing negative serotonin and serotonin. You could, could, wait, you could tell what kind of serotonin someone is producing by. Oh, yes. By their saliva. Yes. We in 2022. You can do all that. Yes. Yeah. You can do it all. That's crazy. Yeah. And so also the, the, my family background is dealing with like a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, a lot of drug use, like. And I would always wonder why, like, why is my, I, I know my family firsthand. I'm like, well, we're all such amazing people. Like, mm-hmm. why did everybody go down this route? Which was another reason why I moved to LA. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I can't be around. It's, it's too loud and it's, it's pulling me in a dark space that I don't want to be in. So I started working with a holistic doctor and she just really broke it down for me. And I was just really listening to like what she had to say. And any information that she would tell me, I would apply it to my life. And then I would share it on my Instagram. And then more and more people, a lot of people at the beginning, people would email me because I was nervous to share like yeah. this is what I'm going through. Because, again, I felt very ungrateful. People were emailing me and they're like, I was going to kill myself until I saw your video. Mm-hmm. And it's all black women, you know. Um, I was feeling ungrateful. I was feeling like I was going crazy. Everybody could relate to what it is that I was talking about. And I had a lot of videos on YouTube at the time too. Um, and so when I realized like, oh, what I'm sharing is information that my community needs, um, I, it, that was my fuel of like, I can help these people by literally just expressing my journey and what I'm going through. Um, and from there, then I had my son. And I knew what to do after that. I was like, all right, we're not going, we're not going to rush this process. 
we're going to wrap up our stomach, <laughs> like, you know, exercising. Um, I went vegan for two years after I had my daughter because I was like, maybe it's the food I'm eating. Maybe it's, you know, the energy of pigs. And you know what I mean? I started to really yeah. dig into all that. Um, maybe I need to drink alkaline water. I, I went there. <laughs> yep, yep, okay. Yep. I went there. I was, you know, taking, um, five HTP, five HTP mm -hmm. is a natural, um, remedy that you can use to create more serotonin. But also that's why I like to exercise. I don't know if y'all know, I ran all the way to Las Vegas. I'm on a running team. You what? We ran to Las Vegas y'all, but I, I released too much serotonin. We ran to Las Vegas, Santa Monica to Las Vegas. We'll get into that. Not even that. Baker to Vegas. You did the Santa Monica to Vegas. Not it even Baker to Vegas. It took us 53 hours. Like, oh. But I got into running post having children because it's the serotonin release. It's the mm -hmm. dopamine. It's the, you know, so I found holistic, natural ways to, like, keep me up, you know. And prayer is, like, that's the, the head honcho. Be, see, see, before we get into that, you said something. <laughs> you said something that I feel like our community is lacking so heavily. You said you went and got professional help. Yes. Got the professional help, right? That's one, one level. Mm -hmm. You went and got... Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba professional help and then you said you know what i feel like it's other people that's going to be going through this too let me just share this shit yeah and like that right there already i want to know where did you say like you know what i think it's people going through this in spite of my my initial embarrassment i think it's going it's people going through this let me share it like where did that come like was that was that i see you a believer mm -hmm. was that god speaking to you like yo you need to share this journey you need to share this story or where did that come from for you absolutely i think it, i know it was god God, like, here we go. Like, you need to go out there and do it. I was terrified, but I, I, it was something in my spirit that was like, you have to do it. It's, it's bigger than you, mm. you know? And I just did it, and it was bigger than me. It still is bigger than me, you know? Do you feel like this is your purpose right now? Absolutely. It's totally my purpose. Yes, 100%. You feel like you're walking in your purpose. I am walking in my purpose, yes. That's mm -hmm. hard. Yeah. That's hard. <laughs> Yo, so you had um, <laughs> everybody mama <laughs> so, <laughs> so did you ever have feelings of um, where you felt like I know you went through physical changes yeah but just as far as just your identity did you ever lose sight of who you were because you felt like you had to tend to children yes yes I definitely lost sight of who I was but again I feel like I lost sight of the old version of me mm -hmm. um this this new version and who I am today as a mother I really enjoy this version of fee yeah. I'm appreciative of where I came from and you know the older versions of me because I think it's got me to where I'm at now I know it has but um it wasn't an easy transition it wasn't an easy acceptance you know um having to release things that no longer serve me, whether that's going out, whether that's hanging out with friends that I have to like, you're not serving me and where I'm at in my life. You know, you're, I was, I started to make decisions based off of, is this going to better me or my children or like, is it going to keep us stagnant? Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was hard. And I hear, I hear a lot of women say things like, um, like I can't go out. I can't eat what I want. You know, a lot of things that you miss out on them. And I want you to be honest. Did having like do you did you ever at any point like you know I kind of resent my children because of the things that I'm being deprived of, right? Remember, or or did it never yeah. get to that extreme? I remember there being moments of like, not necessarily doubt. I don't even know what the word would be, but moments of. I wish I could be doing this instead of doing this, mm. you know? Um, but when I would, should I say it again? No, 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 no that no, was no, fine. No, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, but when I would. Um, but I had to do a lot of work to remind myself that what's in front of me is, is the bigger blessing, you know? Now I'm in a space where I'm like, oh, we just throw it all together. But you know what I was really doing wrong? I was <clears throat> allowing the idea that my children are holding me back, mm. like kind of get in the way. Mm. And 
I very quickly made a pivot to where I was like, oh no, everything is here. I don't have to separate parts of my life. Mm. Everything is right here. Um, Co-parenting is something that has taught me a lot. Mm -hmm. And that's where I started to really find who I am outside of being a mom. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of moms get wrapped in this idea is like, I'm a mom. And it's like, yeah, you're a mom, but you're also somebody before you, you met them and they met you, mm -hmm. you know? So identifying what does that look like without feeling guilty? Mm -hmm. Cause that mom guilt is also a real thing, you know? Yeah, that we'll never probably ever feel. No, nah, we'll, But we'll. you might have dad guilt. You might have dad guilt. We can, we can might. get it. But yeah, yeah you, you can't feel like Thank, yeah, thanks no. for being sensitive to yeah. us. Appreciate <laughs> that. I, I did want to ask you, because that's a very, very strong mm -hmm. mind shift, and I want to know how you change your perspective from thinking about, yo, my kids are holding me back, to like, yo, everything actually that I need is right here. Mm -hmm. How did you change the perspective on that? There was this sermon one time. Do you guys know um, Michael Beckwith? He's he's like a pastor at Agape. I don't know. It's like a spiritual. It's like a spiritual church, not like your traditional mm -hmm. church. And I remember one time he was preaching on how we separate parts of our lives like this is this and this is this. He's like, no, everything is one and everything flows. And even till this day, if I ever have this idea that like, oh, everything has to be sectioned off. And so like type A, um, I always have to remind myself to flow, you know, but. I think the more that I started to also put myself in communities and spaces that fed this idea of me being mom or me being a mom that's also like likes to have a good time, starting to surround myself in, in those spaces, it made it a lot easier. But when I was trying to, again, when I was trying to walk backwards and go back to like old fee, wanting to go out or whatever, it was like, that doesn't serve me. But there's also some dope moms over here that can speak to me wanting to go out and have a good time, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like it, it's just like, you just transition. Like, mm -hmm. you just you just answer the call, <laughs> you know? Yeah, mm -hmm. answer the call. Yeah. Blow that thing. <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal, y'all? Welcome back to the Nice and Neat Halftime Show. I'm your host, Omar. We're sitting here with Felicia Latour, a.k.a. Fee. We're learning how to be, or how, learning how to co-parent how to like just be resilient and be a proud black mother. And I'm so happy to have her here and just bless, and I'm happy she's here blessing us with so much game and knowledge. Um, but you know we got to run her through the ringer, man. Them the rules, Duke, talk to <laughs> us what we got. I'm climbing, okay, cool, for sure. What's this, what part is this, y'all? Um, oh. <laughs> what part is this? <laughs> what kind of game is this? <laughs> oh, you know what? We're just going to keep you on your heels. Okay, but cute. I will give you a synopsis. This is halftime. So we got a sports um, influence show. So, you know, you got your first half, you got halftime, then you got your second half. So halftime is where we like to get a little bit more lighter. We ain't going to be necessarily talking about doulas and things like this during halftime. <laughs> but we'll be talking about some other things in relation to you. And um, we sometimes got questions. So we'll ask a question and we'll try to get to the bottom of what the rules are of that question. So like, for example, I'll use a real basic chivalry question like, hey, man, if you and a woman are walking on the street, should you walk on the outside or the inside? Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. Cool. Walk on the outside. Dim the rules. Yours is going to be a little bit more difficult than that. Just, just being honest. Yeah. So. <laughs> That I'm on a just, timer? I have a timer? No, no, no. No timer. No timer. But Honestly, that's, this should be easy for some people. Okay. Okay. It can be easy. It's, <laughs> he's trying to scare you. Trying he's, to keep me on the heels. scare you. <laughs> okay, cute. Oh, hey, wow. have you ever been married? No. No. You get married, you keep your last name? I'm hyphenating. You hyphenate. I'm going to hyphenate whenever I get married. Yeah. Oof. Because I feel like my name is like. Your name is just a name. Well, a name is just a name. Well, I'm just going, <laughs> I'm just going off of, off of what we've learned here tonight. Go ahead, no, nah, go ahead. So, what's your reasoning? Because it's like Felicia Latour is like a full thing, you know. Is it a brand thing or is it actually a legacy thing that you just? Because it's gonna be different, right? Yeah, I feel like it's a brand thing. It's a brand thing. It's a brand thing. Okay, so, so more of like a... Did you know... I'm talking to the mic like one. <laughs> <laughs> did you know that... I just learned this an episode ago. That 
the name that is on the last, that the name that the woman carries, that is who is responsible for that woman. So like it's bigger than just like keeping your name and, and taking the man's name. It's saying from here on out, this man is responsible for me and my well-being. Right? So like when you don't take his name, you remove you remove him of those responsibilities. Mm. It's like an ownership thing. This belongs to me. No, Not I'm, just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But hey, somebody could have easily like interpreted it as that. Right? <laughs> but I get what you're saying. But but hmm. yeah, it's more of a You like do it, take it. It's more of a, <laughs> <laughs> What you doing, take bro? That shit. Take that shit. <laughs> but it's more of a yo, I'm responsible for us. Yeah. Because it's our last name now, and we're a yeah. unit. Oh, not not my last name, it's ours. It's our last name now. So we're a unit, and mm. once once we have kids, and our kids are going to be part of our unit, so there's no mistaking anything. Oh, I'm changing my last name, you guys. There you go. I'm <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I needed was an explanation. Right. I'm, you know with I'm with that. I'm with that. Yeah, I like so that. So if you're a traditional woman or, or, or a feminine woman, and you're like, yo, like, I want my man to lead. You know, Absolutely, yeah. Right, then, you know, that, that that's, that's kind of part of it. You know what I mean? I like but, that. you know, we learn something new every day. We learn something new every day, <laughs> B. We good, B-Roll? Okay. okay, okay, okay. Man, I just saw this girl say no to this dude on his proposal. <gasps> at the. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Yeah. He got down in the aisle on the on the stands. Oh my god! Oh, he must be white. Hey, yeah, he's white. Is it? You know that only white people propose propose at games, nigga. Is that true, B roll? <laughs> I feel like only, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like only white people don't be looking at the signs. Like I was about to say, nah, read the room. Say, hey, that, ain't, that ain't true though. I know I got a couple of homies that's black that, that proposed, proposed prior to down? when they should have proposed. Hmm. Mm. She just didn't say no in front of everybody. She mm. said yeah, and then behind the scenes, like, hey, look here, nigga. Look here, babe. Hey. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, but like, that's why, that's why it just makes sense to propose when no one's there. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Because it's like, yo, if she tell, if he tells you no, it's okay, because no one knew. Yeah, and I don't want to feel bad to like, you know, in person. Girl, yes. That should be something that I you agree. guys both understand and talk about. I couldn't even see me proposing, like knowing that, knowing that's like, a possibility. Like to where it's a possibility. <laughs> no way. No Don't way. you have conversations about it? You have conversations. You have conversations prior. Yeah. Hmm. Now you got to talk about that. Absolutely. Right? I'm talking about <laughs> like, that. Yeah. You do want to yeah. marry me, right? <laughs> yeah. Niggas, niggas try to propose never talking about marriage. Fuck out of here. Yeah, Fuck out of here. Like what? Yo, niggas never talked about marriage. You don't even know what kind of ring your girl like. Yo. <laughs> so you never talked about a wedding, a ceremony, a kids, honeymoon, nothing. kids, none of that? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Nah, I would say no You just too. popped the question? You sent me a video call, bro? How you, how you call niggas on Instagram? Oh, that was an accident. <laughs> oh, that was different. Oh, that was, what had happened was. <laughs> what had happened was. Okay. You can't call people on Instagram, though. It's crazy. That's par partially why most people get blocked. All right, so we all have rules, okay? Um, we don't all have kids, but you do. Mm -hmm. uh -oh. Okay? So... <laughs> Just real quick, do you date other men with kids or you don't date one kids? I've dated somebody with Okay, a child, perfect. Yeah. All right, so perfect. All right, so fuck it. I'm just pulling it up right there. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so we wanna know how old does someone's kids have to be in order for you to consider dating them? That's a good fucking question. That's a great question. You need to be I think the child needs to be 
Yeah, because it's anything younger is too young. Like it, it's yeah, they they don't have like their own life yet. You know, ten they go spend the night and do their own thing. But I dated somebody that had a ten year old, and I was like, this is great. She be at the homegirl's house. <laughs> she talks to me like you know. Okay. Yeah. So less maintenance. Less maintenance with a ten year old than a so you, three yes, four year old. Yes. Yeah. yeah. How long have you been um, single? Mm, so my son is three, so like two and a half years, maybe a little, a little over two and a half years. Yeah, like dating throughout. So if you didn't find anybody with the, if you were pursuing, or excuse me, if a man was pursuing you, you wouldn't consider him if he had a ch child that wasn't over ten in these past two years. That's what you're saying. It depends on the circumstances. Well, oh, everything yes. is circumstantial. Well. Okay. <laughs> does he have a lot of money? No, but so, <laughs> yo, can he help? So your kid, you said your kid, your oldest, I mean, your youngest, how old? She's eight. She's eight. Okay, mm -hmm. so he comes into the picture with an eight-year-old. Is that circumstantial? I don't think so, Because then you're not you being fair, are you? I'm not being fair, but okay. yeah, I'm not being fair. That's what you want. And, and so like if somebody applied that same rule to you. You, you would just, understand it. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Because that was my next question. Some men be like, mm, you have kids. I'm like, well, I have kids. Nigga. Mm. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> so you understand that? Hmm? You, so, but that, you understand that? You oh, completely yeah. understand that? Okay. So 100%. would you rather date a man without kids then? Um, Actually, it's a two-part question. That's a great question. It's a two-part question. Would I rather date? That's a good question. There's benefits to both. So I'm going to ask you. Would you rather date a man without kids? And if he doesn't have kids, are you willing to have more children? Yes, I'm willing to have more children. Yes, I would date someone that doesn't have children. Okay. Yes. Is that your preference? Sure. Mm -hmm. Yes. There's going to be some, some um, you know, maybe okay. some contestants out there listening. So speak clear about right. what your intentions are. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. put it out there, man. So, okay, so. <laughs> put it out there. So 10 is the cutoff. Yeah, 10 would be the cutoff. Anything under that is too young. Or too I feel like that's too young. Okay. Yeah. And them? The rules? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, guys, if you, I see a lot of you guys out here watching, tuning in to our videos, man, and we deeply appreciate it so much more than you know. But I just want to remind you guys, if you haven't already, just hit that subscribe button, man. Help us grow. We appreciate your continued support. And, uh, yeah, we love you for it. With that said, man, we're going to conclude this week's halftime show and get to the second half the only way we know how. That's with some positive energy, some positive vibrations, and a smile, of course. Second half, let's go. So we got special guest Felicia Latour here. And you are, I want to hear more about, I think we all want to hear more about just tactics and things that you have done in your co-parenting space that have you've deemed as beneficial. You've seen as work for both you and him. And what does a healthy co-parenting situation look like? So the first thing I did was I got a therapist. I think that every co-parent, parent, human, every black human needs to have a therapist. For that him? Me, I mean, for y'all or for you? For myself. Okay. Because co-parenting is a joint thing, but I learned that I had to really work on myself. I had to really understand what my boundaries were. Um, I had to know how to put those up and not allow any outside energy or even myself to overstep my boundaries. Um, so like, like no sex with your baby daddy, that type of shit? Oh yeah, that's out. That being out, yeah. Well, I'm well, well, just how not long that out. Well, I, we never, like when we separated, we just like separated. Mm. Yeah, that was like it. So the this idea of like, you know, are we going back to baby mom? Like that wasn't our situation. We like didn't like each other after. Okay. Yeah, it was like, I don't like you, you don't like me. And we're raising these kids. I think more recently is when it started to get like more Smooth. positive and yep. more. Healthy. I don't know. Yeah, just more healthy. Mm -hmm. But it was not like that. How, at first how did you guys come to the yeah the the moment or just the space in your guys's relationship where you were like we need to co-parent because we oftentimes see where like relationships don't work 
And the woman is sometimes unhappy because the relationship didn't work. And like co-parenting is not even on the table. It's almost like, and this is something I've never really understood. It's like, yo, you can't see the kids. Yeah. I never really understood that. And I'm not saying that's not anything you went through, but I want to know, like, and I'm pretty sure a lot of other people want to know, how did you guys get to a space where you're like, hey, listen, this is not working between you and I, but we both know we both need to be present in these kids' lives and we need to find a way to make this thing work. Like, how did you guys come to that agreement? Yeah. So I agree that, and obviously I always say, like, if it's unhealthy circumstances, then you don't bring, you know, you don't allow the children to see their father, right? Like, if it's a dangerous situation, like, you know. And it was never on my heart, my spirit, my mind to ever keep my children away from their father because I know that he's a good person. Him and I just didn't work, Mm -hmm. you know? Our romantic relationship just didn't work. So... Why, though? Like, mm, We just, I feel like we were really young when we had my daughter. Um, we were both still trying to figure out our career. There was a lot that I didn't understand as a woman, as a mother. Um, I don't think that I knew how to support him properly, and I don't think he knew how to support me properly mm-hmm. where we were at. Now that we're older, I just be looking like, if we could go back in time, I'm you, sure he would say the same you thing. You would crush it. I would. What? Yeah. I would. But... I've done so much work, you Mm -hmm. know, and um, I think us separating and being co-parents made him an even better father and an even better man. And it made me an even better mother and a better woman because you have to be present with the children 50 percent of the time. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that I did was therapy. And the Mm -hmm. second thing was I started to create boundaries like that boundary thing is really important because a lot of times when you do co-parent, whatever your situation that you work out, not everybody goes straight into 50-50. It took us like a year to get to 50-50. At first, it was. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, But the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba was like okay I'll have the kids two days out the week you know or he'll have them two days out the week and then I have them the rest and then I was like but I also can't work because now I'm head of household so we have to you know transition so slowly but surely we started to branch off until it became 50 50 and it made sense for both of us then I think um I think we just started to realize like it's actually cool to not have your kids for four days and just be like an individual, be a person, you know, mm-hmm. and then you then you turn around and you got the kids for four days on and then you like, whoa, can't wait to go to your daddy's house. And then the kids also we create such a healthy environment that they're like, all right, mom, see you like we've always made sure as much as we're fighting up here, keep this safe, mm-hmm. keep them safe. We've never. um threw them in the middle of stuff, like arguing and stuff. I'd be like, yeah, I'm not arguing in front of my kids. Like, I just, we're we're mindful enough and smart enough and aware enough to protect the babies, you know? Yeah. Like, that's so important to us. That's one of the, one of the main reasons why I, I left. I'm the one who left because I was like, I want my daughter to see her mother happy and I want my daughter to see her father happy, whether we're together or we're separate. I want them to see what real love looks like. I don't want them to see bickering and fighting or I I didn't want that in my household. Mm -hmm. I would rather us be separated to protect with their idea and their images because when you're kids, that's where a lot of that is, is built, you Mm -hmm. know, when you're a child. So he's in a happy situation, engaged now. And my kids, like they love her. I accept her. Um, and they see their dad in love and happy, and then they see their mom dating, and, you know, I've brought them around people that I've dated, and they're like, oh, my God, we love him. So we, we're we mindful of the energy. We're very careful, you know, but yeah. it, it takes work. <laughs> what do you call them? Do you, I mean, what, well, I guess what do you allow other people to call them? People call them your baby daddy? Um, I, I say the term? father of my children. Okay. I feel like that's like, you don't like baby daddy, baby no, mama. I don't like baby daddy. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Do you feel like that has any uh, influence on how the relationship of a you know two parent two people that are co-parenting? But does that have any influence on the way you guys talk to each other, and interact with each other, like by what you're calling him? Um, it could, yeah, because I I remember like there is one situation we had. 
And he was like, you know, my baby mama talking to me, like my baby mama stressed me out. And I'm like, first of all, but it was, that triggered <laughs> wow. me. I was like, I don't like that. Yep. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, don't call me that. Like, I'm their mother. I can see that. You know, yeah, it was, I was just like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. But we call each other Lifey, you know, I call him by his name. On your platform, is that something that you talk about with the, with everyone who admires you? Is that something <laughs> that you talk about just... Because I think, I think words do have power in relation to what Duke was talking about. I think mm -hmm. words do have power. I think baby daddy and baby mama does have a negative connotation. Yeah. So is that something that you talk about on your platform or you kind of just allow people to just like, yo, if that's the space you operate in, that's the space you operate in? Yeah. I kind of like, you know, to each his own. Because some people, you know, people are sensitive these days. So you say something, they're like, well, that's not my situation. And it's like, oh, I wasn't trying to offend you. I'm just saying, <laughs> I think world, words hold power, you know. It doesn't work for us, you know. <laughs> <laughs> People always make that voice when they try to try to like mimic mimic somebody. Else. <laughs> Somebody's nagging like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the voice, dog. Um. So, like, what are some things that you would tell women, right, that are going through? Uh, is it struggle? But let's say someone's uh, stepping into the space where it's just like, yeah, like, this is my first time having a child and I'm going to be co-parenting, right? What's like the number one thing that everyone should know? The, the, the number one thing I feel like is boundaries. Because when boundaries, I started to okay. share, I know I keep saying that word, but it's so important. When I started to share, I share co-parenting on my Instagram like here and there, you know? Um, because I try to be mindful and sensitive to, I, I don't want anybody to ever listen to what I'm saying. And people like to take things out of context, you know, and again, he's a great man, a great mm -hmm. person. And sometimes people will twist something and I'm like, that's not even what I meant. And he'll call and be like, yo, I'm like, wait, re listen to the video. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even say it like that. Like mm -hmm. how somebody translated is not my responsibility. So that conversation has come up and it's like, yeah. I, I, I try to be careful there, yeah. but I always, when women do reach out about co-parenting, they're like, what should I do? And the number one thing is like, he's, you know, he's doing this or he's not doing that. I'm like, where are your boundaries? Yeah. You have to put up boundaries and it's okay to have boundaries. Yeah. And then I also think just communicating clearly and talking about the children. We're not talking about personal stuff. We are talking about these kids. Like we're dropping off here and we're dropping off there and we're doing this and they're doing that. And it's no personal stuff. Whatever your issue is with me, whatever my issue is with you, you got to put that shit to the side for a second and focus on the kids. Cause I think sometimes people get so like rah rah about personal stuff that it's like you have to put it you got to learn to put it to the side and really that comes down to like taming your ego mm, like you know it's like, it's like telling your ego like you need to sit down i've had to check my ego so many times you guys like especially when he got into a new situation my ego was hurt i was like how dare you how dare you find somebody else and you're happy and you're in love do you feel like he should have allowed you to do that first like, were you angry because of that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. feel like that That's was honest. there. And again, me leaving made him a better man. You know, mm -hmm. I'm very aware of that. And you don't like that. I didn't like. Let me tell you what Shut I didn't no like. Like their their partner being better for someone else. What I didn't yeah. like was how all of a sudden you turn on and do all the things I asked you to do yep. for you, this new person. She didn't sit here through all this. Yep. You know, that was the part that shot my ego. And there, it still comes up sometimes. But I have to tell myself it's ego, mm -hmm. you know. And, and it's ego, but it's also natural for me to feel like this. You know, I'm like, we were engaged. We had two children. We started a business together. Like, there was a lot. It wasn't just like, oh, this is the man I had two children with. Yeah. So that was the part. Um, I've had to do a lot of therapy. I've had to do a lot of, like, talking to elder women, older men, too, and just really asking for advice because it's a hard pill to swallow. And that, that, <laughs> may, that may have been, like, your, just your, your purpose in that time. You yeah, know what I mean? that's just what like, we yo, say. You're helping, you're helping. But it seems like you have a really healthy situation. Yeah. Which is not the case for a lot of people. Yeah. Right? How does someone identify certain red flags in a person to tell them, okay, I should stop here and mm -hmm. not continue? Um, control. 
I feel like if a man or a woman is trying to like control you or use the kids kind of like as a pond, you know, um, think that's like a, a really big thing. Just like mental, verbal, physical abuse is obviously. Or even even before thing. even having before even getting to the point where we have kids, mm, you know, mm-hmm. how do you look for some? Yeah. How do you see like yo? This is this is this person suitable for what I need? Yeah, you know, in a, in a in a for lack of better words, baby father. Yeah. Do they respect you? Like respect is really big for me. And listening, like, and not saying I'm telling you what to do, but like if I'm speaking and something's bothering me and I'm communicating it clearly like an adult, are you actually holding space and listening to what I have to say and making changes and finding a way for us to work together? Is this person like a teammate, you know? Um, I feel like trust, can I trust you? You know, because I have to trust you. If we have children together, I have to trust you on so many levels. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I feel like, respect trust and listening is like really big for me like are you reliable you know is this a reliable person like if you say you're going to do something you're going to actually do it because Mm -hmm. then what happens you got to pick up the kid you know from kindergarten Mm -hmm. and then he's not there but girl you saw he wasn't reliable Mm -hmm. you see that early you thought that that and that's the thing too is a lot of people get in situation they think like oh if i have a kid it's going to change no Mm -hmm. it gets worse like Mm -hmm. you know so paying attention to I had to really identify what are my values. You know, my therapist asked me when we separated, she was like, what are your values? I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, you need to identify what your values are. And I started to just like name off things. And she was like, no, no, no. I think those are values that like your mother taught you, but like, how do you actually feel? Mm. And I was like, oh, and it took me like some months to really identify what's important to me. But I had to go back into my relationships, friendships, whatever, and really identify like I feel love when, you know, when I feel heard. I feel love when somebody says they're going to do something and they do it. I feel loved when, you know, um, I can trust you and I know that I can tell you anything and you're not going to do me dirty, you know. So really identifying like what are your values and does the person also hold those same values and some, you know. Mm-hmm. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This deep, y'all. Having yeah. kids is a lot. It ain't just kids. <laughs> hey, <laughs> no, I mean, I think the fact that you're co-parenting, especially in this generation, it's just, and you're able to do it in a positive space. And the fact that just because you guys broke up, it's not like, okay, we broke up. We got to think two different ways. It's like, yo, we can still think the same when it comes to raising these children. Yeah. It's such an important thing. I do want to ask you this because I feel like the audience will want to know this. You have two children. You said you'll be willing to have children with if you get in another relationship. Mm-hmm. You want to have somebody else. How do you feel like you would navigate those waters between having having another child and then you have two children that have another father as well it's so crazy i think about that all the time Mm -hmm. even i me and my children talk about this my eldest she's eight she's very aware very very in tune of just everything you know has questions and she asked me she was like so mom if you have another kid like are you still gonna like have enough love for us Mm -hmm. And I was like, of course, you know, and I asked her, I was like, so if mommy was to have another kid or if daddy was to have another kid, you know, that child would be with us more than you're with us because they we split, you know, 50 50. I was like, how would you feel about that? And she was like, well, I mean, it's just like basically she's saying like it is what it is. But it's it's conversations that are coming up because I'm like, it's important to know how they feel. And it's important for me, at least, to um allow my children to be a part of the process because they're going to be affected by whatever decision we make, whether that's positive or it's, whether it's negative. And it's like, help me to understand how we can help you. I'm the adult. We have, you know, the final say, but also what does that look like, you know, and um, making sure, I think going back into 
picking a partner, making sure that whether you have kids or not, like you are okay with my children and you love my children as though I love them, you know, and you respect them and you listen to them and you see how me and their father move. And that's the thing too, is like their dad is great with them. So I'd be looking like, you, you got to come correct because mm. that's all they know, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, we, we talk about it. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's deep. That's deep. Well, man, I really, really, um, fellas, anything else nah, before we get up out of here? Good. Y'all nah. ready to have some kids? Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm are ready. you? Matter of fact, I think I that's think a I'm good ready. question. Are you ready? I think I'm ready to have some kids. It's like, because, like, when are you ever, like, really ready? Facts. You know what I mean? Like, I'll be like, I'll be like, whoa, I'm, I need to wait before I get, before I secure a couple more jobs. But, like, yeah. you're always going to be saying, I need to do more. You know what I mean? Before and you... kids bring in more blessings. Just so y'all I know, heard that's that. a little, like... And, little, and more drive yeah. and more ambition, yep. right? And a little more clarity. And I think I talked to you about this one time. Like, am I ready to have a kid mentally? Yes. Yeah. I feel like I'm ready just mentally, spiritually. I'm ready to teach. I'm ready to guide. I'm ready yeah. to mentor. I'm ready to protect. I'm ready for that, right? Mm-hmm. But is my infrastructure where I want it to be to have a children? To have a children? No, it's not. And because I, don't I, think, I don't think it ever will be. Well, I feel like it could be. I don't, it I just depends could. on what you, what the expectations you have and, and your idea, is it clear? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just like, yeah, yo, I want to bring a child into a house, not okay. an apartment. Okay, okay. That's yeah, a, that's yeah. a okay, very, okay, that's okay. a very, yeah. that's okay. a very clear, yeah, yeah. right? So do I have that right now? No. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. like mm-hmm. things like that, um, as far as like spirits and everything abstract, I'm ready. Yeah. But as far as like, it's just like the infrastructure, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ready? That's fair. Me? <laughs> Who else you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> I thought y'all was talking to Felicia. You know you're not talking to me. I thought it's you. <laughs> I thought you were Nah, am I ready to have children? Man, well, first and foremost, it's a very loaded question. It's a loaded question. Are you ready to have children? Like, in what way, what capacity? Like, am I in a relationship? Yes. Am I a committed relationship? Yes. Do I think that she could be an incredible mother? Yes. Same with Duke. Like, do I think the infrastructure is is perfect? No. Do I think it ever will be perfect with the way that I think? No. I don't. That's how I feel. I don't think it ever will be. So I will say, if I had to pick yes or no, I'm gonna say, yeah, I'm ready for a child. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready to have a kid. Yeah, I'm ready to grow a family because, like, like. I think I'm in the perfect situation to do it, even though the perfect situation will never exist. Mm-hmm. I think I'm in the perfect situation to do it. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I would love to have a child. I would love to show, to to be responsible for a child's development mm-hmm. in yeah. society. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like some people I look at that are parents and I'm just like, wow, I'm gonna be an incredible parent because you, my friend. <laughs> Yeah. Are not yeah, it. Yeah. You are not <laughs> it. You are, are not, you are not yeah. it. You know, but now nah, I, I cannot wait to take on that type of responsibility yeah. and just be there. Because at the end of the day, when we say, are you ready? Like, I think we think about what we want. But like, man, as long as you're pouring love into that child, like the yeah. child's scope of life is only going to be what yours is. What <clears throat> yours is. Mm-hmm. So like you pouring love into the child. I'm good. I'm the child's going to be good, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, believe like, the, I believe the child's always gonna be good. Child's always gonna be good. Sure. Like I know you say you and want I, a house. I also don't believe. I also don't believe like there's ever gonna be a perfect time though. There's never a that, perfect that's time. I mean. That's what I mean. But I do believe there's a time, like just that like are better than others. Just, just like there's goals. Yeah. Just like just like in marriage, you say okay, well, you can say yo, like I'll, you'll never be ready for marriage, but like you can probably never be ready for marriage, but you still have things in place that you want. Yeah. That have nothing to do with your personality or like how good of a mar- uh, um, a husband you would be. It's just certain things I think should be in place in all of our minds, mm-hmm. right? If you wasn't making no money, you wouldn't be like, yeah, yeah that's right? true. If you wasn't that's making true. no yeah. money, that's true, right? So that has something to do with it. Yeah. Um, and I do understand that everyone's like, everyone has different like, different ideas of it, but yeah, no. I mean, if I added a couple of more zeros to anything, I feel I'm like I could do anything. Or take it away from I, I a couple zeros. He said, or take away. Uh, or right. take away a couple I'm going to be hurt. You feel me? I'm going to be hurt. Don't take away one zero. Huh? Don't take away no zero. <laughs> You're you right. Take away zero, don't take away one zero. Oh, yeah. Y'all going to see me acting out of character. Uh, right. Hey. For real. You start tripping. But yeah, really, really want to thank you for blessing us. Right? Really, really want to, you know, you could be anywhere in the world. 
right now. I know you. I know you ain't gotta watch the kids right now, but you're still here with us. Uh, so really, want to just thank you. We're grateful, right? We need feminine energy. They've been calling for feminine energy. So they actually been calling for you specifically. Yeah, this is exciting. So thanks for dropping she by. Knew she knew that. She no, knew I that. didn't. He told. He told me, and I was like, really, me? Yeah, you. That's exciting. Yeah, <laughs> you. Yeah, you. Somebody, mama. Somebody, mama. Yeah. Um, tell us, tell us uh, where we can find you. So you can find me on my personal Instagram, Felicia Latour, or Mindful Fee, M-I-N-D-F-U-L-F-E-E. Some people think I'm saying Mindful Feed, but mm. it's not a D at the end. Okay. And do you currently feed. offer any like services that people can subscribe to or, right now? Um, No, not yet, but something's coming. Okay. Soon, yeah. okay. Soon coming. Okay. Yeah. Uh, fellas, any closing remarks? No, I'm good. Thank you for, for blessing yes. us. No, thank, thank, thank you, Felicia. This is great. If you are listening or watching right now, please comment what you thought about the episode. Let us know your favorite parts. Let us know any takeaways that you heard. Uh, please subscribe to our channel on all streaming platforms. Uh, that's uh, Spotify. That's Apple Podcasts. Um, subscribe to us on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. Like O said, you guys are watching but not subscribing. And um, we need your subscribes. Is that the word? Subscribes. We need you to subscription. subscribe. We need your subscribes. Not just subscribes. We need your subscriptions. We need your subscribes. So we can grow and uh, keep producing this content and, and providing you guys with value. But um, follow me on Instagram at Duke. Follow Omar at Omar.Bowden and Jalan at Just.Jalan. Um, much love, much gratitude. Till next time, I'm Duke. I'm Omar. I'm Jalan. And I'm Felicia. And this is another episode of Nice and Neat, and that's that on that. Peace. Bye, Felicia. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Young Faith. So sweet. Young Faith. What's here, Felicia? If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.